Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about a story where a group of people go on a quest to, to retrieve a parent that they thought was dead, but apparently they're thinking like, oh no, they're still alive, so we should go and, and find them through all these elaborate ways. And yes, we are talking about a wrinkle in time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh no, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We're talking about Ant Man and the Wasp. It's one of the few times I had no idea where you're going with. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, in time. I got it. All right. Yeah, I can't believe it. They went to go rescue James Kirk. Yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> Amazing. Holy cow. But yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp sequel to Ant Man. Um, the movie opens up in present day. Yes. Is there a reason why it has to say present day? Uh, just to throw off people to far as like, oh, oh, is this after Civil War? Is this before Civil War? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Infinity War. Is this before Infinity War? After Infinity War? I think they just want kind of a generic time hold on it. But there like was that. no payoff. It just it was present day the whole day. Yeah. Except for the except for the I think uh, this, the, the credits after the the flashback in the beginning. I think this movie takes over the course of yeah a couple of days. I think right. Right? I think it was literally just a day, like a 24-hour period. No, I think there was a two days at least. Okay, five, two days at least. Yeah, because they go to uh, see Scott, take a look at the ankle bracelet. He sleeps overnight. Yeah, so about, I think about two days and stuff like that. Or a day and a half at best. Yeah. But at the end, there's there's sort of a bit of a time jump at the end because, you know, after the rescue. uh, Oh, I got it. Three days. The movie starts off with him. Oh, right. Yeah. I have three days left. Right. And then at the end of the movie was the last day. So three right. days, three days. And then at the very, very end, they kind of skip forward a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when uh, after Hank rescues uh, Janet, they go on vacation in Hawaii and stuff like that. So that's, and that leads you up. To, well, we're at the end already. We're at the end of, at the post-credits scene where it, it gets to Infinity War and the uh, finger right. snap. And Which is what I'm saying. Why put the present day if at the end of the movie that are going to go weeks later? Yeah. It's just a generic uh, time stamp. Wow, you really focus on this point. Huh? I think there's a lot, I have a lot of nitpicks for this movie, but go on. Good. I think just just a general impression of of this movie. I think this is a movie that knows exactly what it wants to be, and Agreed. and it hits it and stuff like that. It's it doesn't aim for the stars. It's not doing Black Panther. It's not doing Thor Ragnarok. It's not doing Infinity War. It's not aiming for the stars. It's aiming to be a fun, uh, family oriented. Uh, adventure movie with a lot of humor, a lot of creativity as far as special effects and all that stuff, and it, it succeeds. It, it, it knows exactly what it wants to be, and it succeeds at exactly what it wants to be. I completely agree with that. Uh, it is isn't trying to be prestigious or ambitious. Mm-hmm. It was just, hey, we're just gonna give you a comic book movie. Here it is. Yeah, and yeah, and and based on the direction by Peyton Reed, he completely succeeds. Yeah, I think the best sequence that illustrates this is. After uh, what do you call it? They find find out that they, they need the old Ant Man suit, and they and they realize it's hitting the trophy for a uh, world's best grandma. There's a sequence where they go to the school yes. to retrieve it, and this you know in a DC movie or another uh, studio movie, this scene would not be in it. You know what I mean? Because nothing really happens as far as action or plot or anything like that. But it's just there because it's it's fun. You know what I mean? And it, it's showing off the special effects. And what's really cool is. I think this is the first time I was thinking about this. This is the only time where a superhero kind of used their powers for humor. You know what I mean? Other times they've been using it to, you know, save the world, punch the bad guy in the face. But this is the only time where they actually use it for just humor and stuff. You know what I mean? At one point, he's uh, he's the size of an ant. Then he's the giant ant man, giant man. And then at some point, he's the size of a, of a fifth grader and stuff like that. It's right. Just, yeah. And like I said, it's just... That whole sequence just for jokes, for laughs and stuff. Honestly, like that. I think he's shorter than a fifth grader. He's really short, right? He was really short. I was kind of hoping that that he would be maybe as tall as like Janet 
uh, Janet's like, like you know, uh, torso area. Because yeah. like a fifth year old would be like more towards the chest mm-hmm. area, I think. Mm-hmm. But he was really short. He was like yeah. in her waist. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's that's like almost like a second grader. Yeah, really, <laughs> I, I, that that pure that sequence purely exists. Just for laughs, just for fun, yes, and some of that. Yes. You know I kind of wish they went more with it. I hope there's a director's cut where where somebody drags him to. Well, it will kill it because once they see his face, then they'll yeah. know that he's not a kid. Yeah. But but I what does what is Marvel Cinematic Universe saying about teachers who are don't care what happens to yeah. their students? Because Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. You know, like you know, Parker leaves a, like ten seconds later. Hey, where are you going? Yeah. Uh, whatever. You know, yeah, same yeah, thing the, happens here too. The Hamble Bears character. Yes, yeah. Spider-Man just leaves. Ah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, this doctor, uh, this this uh, this teacher, this I I don't know the character. I'm good at the actor's name, yeah. Yeah, he's you see him in everything, but he he. It's one of those things where he, you think he's gonna chase him and stuff, but then he, he's a teacher. That, I think he's, he says he been, he's been beat down. He's like, oh, I don't, I'm so tired. I don't want to chase a kid. <laughs> Pretty much. You know what I mean? I, that's, like I said, it's just it's just they're purely just for laughs, just, just hey, for laughs, yeah, just for laughs, just for jokes and stuff like that. You know, and then they put a button on the scene where he when they leave the school again. You could just edit this part out. It's like completely unnecessary. But they leave the scene where he, they leave the school. And he kind of, because he's so short, he has to hop down the steps and stuff like that. Yeah. He has to jump in the van and stuff like that. And all that all that stuff is unnecessary, unnecessary other than for laughs, for yeah, fun. But, it, but then the, this movie knows that they're trying to go for laughs. Yeah. So I, I like another, a serious movie would cut all that out, You're like you're saying. But yeah. this one, you kn- they know the audience are going here to, to laugh. Mm-hmm. And they succeeded for the most part. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned Peyton Reed uh, earlier. Uh, you know, uh, he was up to he was up for the job of directing the Fantastic Four. I think both versions of Fantastic Four. Oh, really? And you can yeah, and you can see him being a really big Fantastic Four and Marvel comic book fan stuff like that. Because this is this just like the Incredibles Incredible series is a Fantastic Four movie and stuff like that. In the heart, the heart of this movie is is a family dynamic. You know what I mean? This is a generational one, unlike the Fantastic Four. But the, the thing is, it's family. It's the the quantum realm is basically the the, yeah. the, the negative zone and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's true. And just like Fantastic Four, uh, the the sci fi in it is 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 what do you call it? Big giant machine. You got ants, big giant ants making the machines and stuff like that in the in the building or the lab and stuff like that. You have Duracell batteries that are just giant size powering in it. You have paper clips, button knobs and stuff like that. These are all sci-fi stuff, all Fantastic Four kind of scientific tropes and stuff like that. It's 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 great. I like I like all that. There's a lot it's there's a lot of um comic book and uh, Marvel love in, in this movie. I agree. Um I'm I'm not gonna go into like well who's the human torch in the group, but point is is that well it's not a literal adaptation, but you know the spirit of it. The but my, my only issue there is that the first movie has that whole gimmick where it's Paul Rudd's relationship with Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. which you don't really get a lot of that here. Yeah. In fact, there's a lot of that that's kind of missing from this movie. Yeah, because well, because they're angry at each other for this one. Right, yeah. but it's very it's very much a plot driven movie mm-hmm. as opposed to the first one where there's a thematic structure with with a guy who's trying to redeem himself and all yeah. that stuff. This one he's still trying to redeem himself, but it's put in the wayside because they already did it in the first movie. So, yeah. but yeah, it just seemed like it's very plot driven, and I think that kind of the kind of that kind of brings it down a notch for me a little bit. Yeah, I will say this though, I do think the Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas relationship gets replaced by the Hope. And Michael Douglas. Which, and, oh yeah, that's true. We, and yeah, the Hank. Those two. Yeah. And I think those those two actually, to me, are the high point of this movie. The, the chemistry between the two of them are great. And it's a nice continuation of the first movie. In the first movie, Hank wouldn't let Hope do anything. But in this one, you know, he finally realizes, you know what? My daughter is more than capable. She can she knows the risk. She's great. She's awesome. And then she really is the this action hero, the the the, the superhero in, in this movie and stuff like that. There's a sequence where uh, what do you call it? 
there's a point in the movie where a, a ghost knocks them both unconscious and then what do you call it uh hope wakes up and tells ghost hey if you touch my father again i'm gonna you know don't ever do that again i'm gonna you know i'll kick your ass if you do it and that's a very action you would think a male protagonist would, would say that but she actually gets the badass line in the movie and stuff yes there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes where the wasp gets to be badass my whole issue here is that i don't think they went completely in that direction mm-hmm. in terms of like this is a strong female character in a marvel movie uh, he does. She doesn't need a man. Mm-hmm. Multiple times in the movie, she needed a man. No, I don't necessarily. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think the button on on the on the action is necessary that he she needed Ant Man because there's the first time where she fights ghosts and stuff like that. Ant Man intervenes and but, comes to the rescue. Yeah, but he he didn't stop her from uh, stealing the tech. Right, ghosts still succeeded. So I think you excuse it for that. And just okay. to finish up, what I think about Wasp, I think she's one of the best of Marvel MCU heroes now because. Her position is basically in this universe is unlike some of the other characters that are driven by redemption, driven by uh, uh, ch- poor childhoods, or driven by Captain America, who's just a decent, good person. She's driven by the fact that she is competent at her job. She's the best there is at what she does, and that's her motivation. That's why she's a superhero. You know what I mean? She's just good at it. You know what I mean? She's better than you, and that's why she should do it. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, and I like that. I like that. I like that drive. And yet she still gets needs Ant-Man to well, help save the day. I will say this, though. I think one of the criticisms you're picking up is Ant-Man is still the center of this movie in the sense that he has an arc. In the beginning of this movie, and at the very end, he's a different character. You know, He, he embraces the fact that he needs to right. be a Right, and what happens to her? Exactly. That's, that's what I'm getting at, too. She, she ends up, at first she ends up like, I don't need you. I know we used to have a thing, but I don't need yeah. you. In the end... Oh, they're doing again. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't learn a lesson in in this. She doesn't change. She she's mad at him. She's mad at her. Mad at him at the beginning, and then they sort of just re fall in love. I fall in love again, stuff like that. Right. Her her court her character. No, she doesn't have a st- uh, character arc necessarily. Yep. Her part is all character driven. You know what I mean? All plot plot driven. driven. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a very Indiana Jones kind of thing. You know, she's chasing the MacGuffin because she's chasing her mom and stuff like that. I understand. Yeah. yeah I, understand. I, I, I don't want to say it's because maybe maybe they should have got a female writer. After yeah. all, they have five writers here they and they're all guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I can, I can see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But Paul Rudd was one of the writers too. Yeah, Paul Rudd was... <laughs> but, a, he, but, he, but he mostly about the joke stuff, I'm, so I'm assuming. Yeah. And, but my criticism... It, maybe it's related to what you're saying is the this movie does feel like it's it's overstuffed. You know what I mean? There's like too many things going on. You know what I mean? And not not, not one of the plot threads are are bad necessarily. It's just like there's too many of them. There are yeah, that's true. But yeah. uh, but Peyton Reed did a good job balancing them. Mm-hmm. I thought he did. A, I, when I was watching this movie, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie, even though it's a technically a simple movie, yeah. a straightforward movie. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of plots. Yeah, you know. And uh, let's name them all. Yeah. Okay. You 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 got the whole thing with Ghost. Right. Right. Which I kinda like the fact that she's not a complete villain. Yes. Right. So the only people you see her kill are bad guys, in a right. sense. And in a flashback too. <laughs> you don't see her kill anybody in present time. Yes. That's right. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is combined with with uh with uh, what's the guy's name? Bill Lawrence Foster. Fishman. Bill, Bill Foster. Yeah. Is Bill Foster an actual character in the comic books yes, or is that based he, on a writer? He plays uh, Goliath. I know there was a Goliath in the comic book, but I, I didn't know it's his name Bill was Bill Foster, Foster. And, and Goliath are the same characters. Yeah. Okay, all right. So he's the one that, that uh, the fake Thor, the spoiler for Civil War comic books, but he's, Bill Foster's the one that gets killed by the fake uh, Thor in Civil I War. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's Goliath. That's oh, Goliath. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, so you got that one. You got, of course, rescuing uh, Janet Van Pine. Right. Uh, Pym. You got th- Van Pym? Van Dyne? Van Dyne, Van Dyne. Sure. Yeah, so Jack, you got you got that one. You know, you got the whole like relationship between Hope and 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 uh, Paul Rudd's character, right? right. Scott, and, 
Scott. You got the whole security thing. Yes. You got that one. Uh, you got the whole thing where he has to make sure that he can he can be uh, he has the ankle bracelet thing with his with right. his family with his daughter. It's a cat and mouse thing with uh, with Jimmy Woo and stuff like that. Yeah. I did like that. I did. Yeah. I did like how uh, Jimmy Woo. <laughs> Jimmy Woo is fantastic. G- uh, wait, his name is. Uh, oh, the, uh, Randall the actor, Park. Russell. Randall Park. Randall Park. Yeah. From Fresh Off the Boat. I was going to say Russell Wong yeah. for some reason. But yeah, Randall, Randall Park. Is he going to be the new Coulson of this show? That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> he should be the new Coulson. He's the Coulson for a new generation, man. Right. You know what I mean? And he's just, and I'm not saying that because he's ripping off Coulson or anything like that. But he he's has, not, though. He, yeah, he's not. He has a very, I was, I was listening I was listening to that. He has a very folksy, energetic, hey, I want, he, Coulson has a worship thing, right? He worships the hero. No, no, but, but Coulson is always cool. Yeah. Right. This he's the opposite. No, it's a Coulson's a mix of cool, calm, but he's also very fanboy. At least to Captain America for sure. Right. Oh, that was only in Avengers though. Yeah, Avengers and stuff. Yeah, if you go to Thor and Iron Man, he's very straight laced kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But 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 I I like how Randall Park's character is kind of flabbergasted what what to do with the superheroes. But yeah, but he's also very friendly too and stuff like that. Right. A bunch of times where he leaves a scene with Scott Lang, he says. You know, you you're doing okay, man. I, I'll see you later. You know, he's just like I'll do okay. He seems very enthusiastic. He's very buddy buddy. But yeah. anyway, he should be the new Coulson, though, in the sense he's that the, he should be the new Coulson. Yeah. He should be. He should show up at every Marvel movie. Yeah. Did you need an up. FBI agent? Pull him. Yes. Pull him into the to the role. Yeah. yeah. It's what uh, uh, his explanation exposition scene with uh with uh, Scott Lang's kid daughter and stuff like that. It's. It's as funny as anything. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so funny. You would think, because you think it's something very condescending, but then it goes to another, another level of condescending, both explaining the Scovia Accords and stuff like that, all the, all the articles that he broke and stuff like that. It's fantastic. It's, oh. It's or, or just the last scene, like, I'll see you again. Like, what, what do you mean you'll see me again? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll see you around. Yeah. Like, uh, what? We're, we're going to have dinner or something? It's like, no, no, no. I just mean in general you, sense. In general you you, you want to have dinner? Like no no, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny. It's yeah. so charming and so effortless and stuff like that. It's great. I I love Jimmy. It's a it's a great character. So is that, is that his name? Uh, uh, yes. FBI agent Wu. Yeah, it's Jimmy Wu. It's it's actually a, a Marvel comic book character. He is. He's a real character in the comic books. Yeah, it's a Marvel character. Oh, he, I didn't know that. He's yeah. been around since the seventies, I think. He he's usually associated with a, a group Fist. called no. <laughs> Don't be racist. I just went there. I know. <laughs> Not not actually related to Shang Fu either and stuff. He's actually mostly affiliated with, I believe, something Atlas, uh, uh, some something Atlas, World World of Atlas. I forgot what it's called. But anyway, it's a, it's a group in Marvel Comics and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. And then you got the thing with Walter Coggins. Yes, right, thing. We still don't know who the mysterious boss right. is, right? Mm-hmm. I guess they'll say that for later. I think maybe they're they're playing their their the long game. Like, yeah. hey, if we're able to get the Fox characters, maybe we can toss a Fox character into that thing. Yeah. Maybe it's Doctor Doom, you yeah. know, kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. So, so that's like six different storylines. Yeah. So they they juggle. It's just too many of them. There's you know a what lot. I mean? Yeah, it's just like if they were cut a couple of them or merged a couple of them, this, the movie would have moved a little bit faster, made it a little snappier. Maybe. I thought it was quite a fast, actually. No, I, it's it's fast in the sense that it's only two hours, but it's not fast in the sense that, okay, there's a scene where, what do you call it, Ant-Man tells uh, Louise, Louis, right? Which who, yeah. Who's, again, brilliant. Louis, yeah. Who's brilliant. He tells him, oh, I'm going to be at this location, bring the plans over. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, and I'll fix the the blueprints, right? And stuff. Like that. And you would think it's going in that direction, but then Walter Goggins' character comes in and stops the movie from going forward. And then Lewis goes through that whole monologue. Yeah, with the which voice we over, have to which, have, which is brilliant, which yeah. is funny. It's all that stuff. But the thing is, it just doesn't. 
it, it's to me that's an example of it just getting clogged down a little bit. You know what I mean? You think the movie's going to be brisking in one direction, then it stops and stuff like that. And I felt the same way with the action sequence at the end. You know what I mean? There's a whole like chase scene and stuff, which is brilliant. It was like a half hour long, wasn't it? Huh? It was practically like a half hour long. Yeah, and the then whole, the uh, final act. Yeah, which is fine. The chasing is great and stuff like that in terms mm-hmm. of special effects and all that stuff. But it also stops dead when you have to go into the, what do you call it, into quantum the quantum realm, realm and stuff yeah. like that to explain what's going on in there. And it's just like, just like I said, if you could lose some of these plot threads, some of these things, or merge some of them, it would it would move a little bit better. You know what I mean? Or a little faster. And another example is the ghost backstory. Again, even though they show it in flashbacks, that flashback goes on for a long time. Yeah. And it gets... It gets it gets a little bit saved by the fact that the joke, you know what I mean? The Scotland's kid calls and just keeps calling, texting and stuff like that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I thought that's fine, but still, like I said, it's just too many storylines, though. It is. It is. Honestly, I think this movie could have kept going without Ghost and and Giant Man. Mm-hmm. It could have just been a Walter Coggins thing, trying to get them yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, not Midnight Run. Oh, not Midnight Run, yeah. or not Cannibal Run. It's one. Yeah. It's one of those '80s movies where right. there's like like Dukes of Hazard. Where there's yeah. always one person mm-hmm. trying to get this kids. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and it's they not, could have just stuck with that. Yeah, and I think and I like the Ghost and Bill Foster story in the sense that it's unlike some of the other villains. It's a villain where he ha- where she's not that evil. Obviously, she's doing something very precious. She just wants to save herself. She doesn't want to kill anybody. Right, she right, to, right. She's gonna take over the world. But also, what I like is. There's a mentor relationship or like a uh, father daughter thing. father daughter thing, which relates to the other parts of Atman. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I like that part of it. You know what I mean? If they would have got rid of some of the other storylines, where you know what I mean, spent more time with that whole building that up, I think the movie would have been better and stuff like True. that. True. Well, yeah. my only concern with the whole thing with having so many different plot lines, there's no like real team to this movie. Yeah, it's literally just a plot driven story. <laughs> and what are, do you learn from this? Yeah. Like, what is the character growth? There's character growth, yeah. but what's the arc? Like, if you were going to yeah. teach this movie in a class, like, this is what this movie is really about. Yeah. It's There's not really anything about it. Yeah. The only story arc, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, is Scott Lang. Scott Lang basically gave permission to himself to be the Ant-Man. You know what I mean? He can't yeah. use... Uh, what he called his daughter's safety and whatever as an excuse, you know, protecting her, making a living for her through this construction thing. I mean, security thing. You know, what I mean, that's the only thing. Is that it. your point point of view of that situation? No, yeah, that's why I got from the movie. That's I, what, I, that's I, honestly, the thing. I, that's I, know, the I, know, I, I know the daughter, which by the way is great in this movie. She's great. She's fantastic. Uh, I know she gave him permission to be Ant Man, mm-hmm. even though it jeopardizes the fact that he can he might not be able to be our father for mm-hmm. her because he's gonna be in jail. Yeah, I thought that was. Very selfish, though. Yeah. I think, as somebody who doesn't have a child, I think if I was in this position, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Like, this is more the long the long con, the long game, mm-hmm. is I need to make sure that I'll still be around for you. Yeah. As opposed to, like, be a superhero. Yeah. yeah. It's very comic bookish, sure. Yeah. But in real world, it's like, really? You would No, go? no, but this wouldn't live in a real world. I'm just ju- judging the merits of what the movie says, I'm just I'm saying this is what the movie's telling you what the moral is. That's or the message of the movie is. You know, that's the only one I could find though in the movie. You know, that's all I have. But yeah, that's all you have. That's, that's, what, that's have, what I mean. I think yeah. that the problem is it's so plot driven, comic book storytelling driven that there is really nothing. It's it's it almost seems like a filler movie, mm-hmm. even though it's a lot of fun. I had a blast jokes. watching it. Yeah. you know, but it does in the in the the pantheon of Marvel movies. Yes. I don't know how this will really stand out in the future, mm-hmm. short of like, oh yeah, that movie happened. It's kind of like Iron yeah. Man. Mm. See, even Iron Man 2 had a national team. Uh, but that one's the worst movie. Yeah, it's one of the worst ones that we consider is the one of the worst in MCU, but even that had a team. Yeah, but just because it has a thing doesn't mean it's executed very well. Correct, you know I mean? correct. Yeah. But that's what I mean though. So this one, 
maybe Peyton Reed realized, yeah, we know, yeah, I know it's very plot driven. We don't really need to have a team. Mm-hmm. And I guess we just go with it. I think it's just here for the jokes. Honestly, I think we're just here for the jokes. Have some laughs, have some fun. Bring the kids. It's it's. There's air conditioning in the theater. Have some fun, guys. You know what I mean? It's hot yeah. outside. You know what I mean? That's and like, true. Yeah, yeah. I will see. Like I think I mentioned this earlier. In the timeline of events, you're talking about it. It follows uh, Infinity War. It follows Black Panther. And it follows. Thor Ragnarok. These are movies that are actually pushing not only MCU, but uh, superhero movies in, in general forward. Right. You know, they're pushing the art. They're kind of redefining it and stuff like that. This is not. This is actually, yep. if you look at it in those terms, this is actually a, a step back. You, yeah, this totally is like a phase yeah. one, phase two type of movie. It's not necessarily criticism, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're, if in theory, if you only saw Ant-Man in terms of like the Ant-Man franchise in the Marvel and the MCU, this makes sense as the yeah. part two to Ant-Man. Yeah. Like Ant-Man, the franchise wouldn't suddenly become super dead serious. Yeah. It should be able to retain the tone of the first one and this one succeeds in that. Yeah. And and going back to why it's like the phase one, phase two kind of thing, it has the, all the hallmarks of, a, hallmarks of a phase one, phase two movie. Jan Van Dyne and stuff. You don't. You don't exactly don't don't know what's going on. How long did she? How how did she live down there for thirty years? Why right. did she come back with these superpowers? Who was the buyer for Walter Goggins' character and stuff like that? There, yeah. It does seem like it's like it's always setting up. It's almost like Iron Man too. Yeah, it's like a, exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like a setup for future movies. Whether these things, whether these plot threads get picked up or they ever fall, would there be a part three? You don't know, but it's just laying a lot of track for potentially other things. You know what I mean? Like I don't know why this is a very scientific, sciencey movie. But at some point, Jan Van Nye does a whole mystical thing where she's able to heal people and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, does someone yeah. want to follow that up? Where did she go to the bathroom in the, in the quantum realm for 30 years? What yeah. happened? Hattie, I thought about that too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this though. This is a, a quantum realm thing. But as uh, Hank and Jan Van Nye was leaving the quantum realm, in the lower left-hand corner, it would look like it was like a city or like a house in, in a bubble kind of protection kind of thing. Did you oh, see seriously? that? No, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I, I think I saw. I'm not sure if it was if if, if I'm mistaken because but, of the special effects, but I don't know. But one of the that. ongoing jokes in the movie is a sleight of hand mm-hmm. misdirection. Yeah, right. Makes you wonder if if what you saw it was probably true. Yeah. If there's anything more like that in the rest of the movie, and also by the way, as someone else mentioned this on Twitter, speaking of unexplained things, how come her eye, how, how come her eyelashes are so full and rich and long and stuff like that? Did she try to do her makeup? What, what happened out there? But like she said, you know, the quantum realm changes you. Changes you, man. You know, so I guess insert whatever excuse they need to do to to establish right all that answers you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, and the thing is, I thought for sure the Walter Gog- Goggins. Per- mysterious buyers are and stuff like that i thought that was gonna be followed up in the post credit scene not the one with the finger snap i thought the post post credit one would have right. some sort of clue as to who the buyer is but maybe it's not that maybe it's just a generic buyer back i don't know but it, it, again it's another mystery that they kind of just left open i don't know yeah well speaking of the post uh, the after credits thing where it's just the ad drumming um, I I like the whole thing with Anne, and and I want yes. I, I like how they continue that. Like he has nicknames for every ant. Yes, and the scene where all the the seagulls were eating all the ants. Yes, it's very funny. <laughs> There's a lot of funny. really really good bits in here and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's one bit where uh, after Ghost steals the machine and the and the and the lab and stuff like that. They pull up in the in the Scooby Doo mystery van and they look at the, the her house. It's all dark and mysterious. And Scott goes. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> oh, I should also mention the acting here is fantastic. So yes, yes. Paul Rudd pretending uh, at, through Jan Van Dyne and stuff like that is fantastic. It's just great. It's, but he's done this before, though. Has he done it? He's, do- he's done that kind of acting before where he's like a feminine kind of thing. Does he really? 
Anyway, yeah. but in the, I think it's I think it's great, and uh, hope like I said the whole uh, because my, my only criticism there he's obviously trying to act feminine. Yeah, and when you see Michelle. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Catwoman. Cat that's not how she acts. How dare you? That is you? not how she acts. She's very much like 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 a strong female character. How? She's not. She's not being. Yeah. I. Yeah. How that's dare the thing. you question Paul? That's the thing. What? He's a national national treasure and stuff like that. <laughs> but I like Michael Douglas relationship again. Michael Douglas relationship with Angel Angel Angelina. I can't say her name. Uh, Angeline Lilly. Angeline Lilly. Yeah, uh, Angeline Lilly. Yeah, she's great. It's, the two of them are together. They're Evangeline great. Lilly. Evangeline Lilly. They're great. They're fantastic. It, it does feel like they're they're really father and daughter. And yes, like that. yes. When, when she first, she doesn't have a scene with Michelle Pfeiffer until the very end. And then when they cry and, and they come together and hug, it's like, I really feel that. Yeah, Even it's, like, believable. it's believable. It's very really much good. Believable, like that. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And also, I should also mention, the special effects are really fantastic too. It's yes. really it's really good. It's really, unlike some Marvel movies where it's kind of inconsistent throughout the movies, this one's pretty consistent throughout. You know what I mean? And it's really good. It's really clever. Did you watch it in 3D or no? No, I, don't, I hate 3D. Okay. I saw it in Dolby. I, I know some people are saying this is worth watching in 3D because Not of the me. whole shrink thing. No. My only thing is that it's converted 3D, so it's not yeah. real 3D. So I'm like, yeah. nope, not that's 3D. okay. That's okay. And also, I that de-aging thing that they do with uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle. Oh, Clark, yes. That's getting creepy, man. That's getting really, that's getting yeah. really good. I, I mean, creepy as in that's getting really good. It's getting really good. good, but they haven't quite got the eyes Completely 100%. It's getting too close. Yeah, it's, it's getting, getting very close, though, but really not close. completely 100%. Did you know they also did the same thing with uh, Lawrence Fishburne? Oh, well, no. no. Yeah, well, I, wasn't, I, wasn't thinking, I wasn't looking yeah. too much yeah. about that. They did the same thing. That one is really Because you know good black too. people look the same. How dare you? <laughs> that is so racist. You might want to cut that one out. But overall, I thought it's a solid movie. It's a good movie. It's a solid movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have a few nitpicks and all that stuff, but yeah, yeah. You know, I'm get, then I get suddenly distracted by something really fun watching. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I liked it a lot. It's just... Not a perfect movie. Yeah. Not oh, by, by not far. by far. Not even by close far, to be perfect. Yeah. It's a good, uh, if I had to grade it, it'd be a B. It's a, it's solid, a summer popcorn movie. It's a B. And I, I think we should give more credit to that chasing at the end. That chasing oh, at the chasing end. Oh, chasing great. It's great, great. Because it's the accumulation of the first Ant-Man and, the, and this movie where all the powers, everything you've learned up to that point all comes into play. You know what I mean? They, you know about the car shrinking, the change of the cars. It's a phase battle between a, a ant and a ghost and stuff like that. Right. Paul Rod is big. He's small. It's through the streets of San Francisco. It's it's a great sequence and stuff like that. It's good. It is. It is. It, it, it does remind me of those those uh, zany like eighties comedies where they do a lot of chase sequences. Mm-hmm. You know, midnight R- midnight run. Why do you keep saying midnight run? Cannonball run? No, no, no. It's the one where they have like, a scavenger hunt in L.A. Oh, it's a bad mad world. Midnight madness. I thought it was a Mad Mad World. It's the, no, no, that's, that's, that's like something else. Oh, okay. Midnight Mad is the one where uh, Michael J. Fox actually has like a very small role in it. Oh, really? As like, okay. a, like the young kid. Okay. Kind of thing. Sure. But anyways, it's like, it's like a scavenger hunt in LA where, mm-hmm. where they got like multiple different ensemble casts in like the same track trying to find that's not That's hunt. not Cannonball Run? Well, Cannonball Run has the same... Uh, Cannonball Run is actually also a good comparison as well, actually. Yeah. But the, that one sequence where they have like the Walter Coggins theme, you know, mm-hmm. you got the ghost theme, yeah. you know, you got you got Ant-Man and the Wasp theme. You know, I mean, the Wasp theme, Ant-Man theme, mm-hmm. you know, so the, the, everything combined, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it, yeah, it's it's great. You almost want, you almost hear the Keystone Cops uh, music in the background. Right. Yeah. It's just people running around chasing a MacGuffin that's a building yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, people can talk about the physics, the physics, like like the whole like, well, even if the car is small and it goes big, you know, that reaction shouldn't be actually accurate. Yeah, you know, there's all stop. this stuff. Or like, how does a little car actually actually be in the lead of yeah. big cars? I'm like, well, you know, how does Ant Man 
fly from the forest to her to his apartment in in downtown San Francisco. I like, thought about like that too. In thirty minutes. And where does the ant hide when when obviously you're just switching places and stuff like that? And how does Evan Lily get into her, into her wasp costume after she leaves the frame and stuff? Well, like that? Well, she was wearing a trench coat. Yeah, but still, really. <laughs> what, and what, where's her regular clothes? She just pull, no, he rips no. it off. Remember, the costume can be really small. Yeah, I know. So he's hidden in her dress coat, and when uh, she needs it, does it take thir- two seconds to put on and stuff like that? Because apparently seems, so. It, it seems very uh, complicated. It's not nanotech, man. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of nitpick and all that stuff. But like I said, it's just, it's not it's not a movie where you can take super seriously where it invites nitpicking and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, yep. I think you can nip. You can really pick on the story and like I said, it's a little bit overstuffed and stuff like that it's a little generic like I said it's very phase one phase two you know what I mean you know so yeah true but true, true. other than that it's, it's good it's a good time it's just, yeah. it's just good it's yeah. uh if there's any kind of team to the movie it'll be just the, the cat and mouse chases yeah it's a lot a, of cat and mouse chases it's just a cat and mouse sleight of hands but like I said the real uh, yeah but yeah so yeah that's what I'm saying yeah it's good it's yeah, fine it's a, it's a fun movie yeah so so, so the uh, the um before credits scene, the mid credits scene. Mid credits, yeah. Um, I didn't think all three of them were gonna go. Yes, that's the same. Honestly, Maybe. I thought Janet might stay because I yeah. mean she was already stuck somewhere, yeah. and then you're now you're gonna do this to her too. Mm-hmm. Come on. I thought the wasp would stay because I thought she played she would play a bigger part in the what called, in the next Avengers yeah, movie, which goes to the whole like yeah they haven't completely gone to the whole like we have a female character now let's make sure she sticks around. Yeah. No, she's part of the list. God damn, and, and you know, what are the chances of three people out of three people, all three get zapped? What's right. wrong with you, Thanos? Yeah, Why are I, you so angry? I was kind of hoping that 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 when when Scotland comes back, all he sees is Janet, mm-hmm. and then Janet is like, "What happened?" You yeah. know, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I was surprised too, and I really like that. That's one of my one of my my more favorite uh, mid credit scenes and stuff because like it because it, it's still directed by Peyton Reed, right? And but now this is a tonal shift. You know what I mean? This is a word where it's like. Wow, the guy is trapped. You know what I mean? He he's trapped in quantum realm. It's very freaky, very dark. There's the there's the the mic floating there and his voice coming out. It's very haunting and stuff like that. I really like this post credit scene. It's it's really cool. It's really nice and stuff like that. It is. It is. I yeah. just I just question why they decided to get rid of all three. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's it makes me also wonder how they filmed it because they go, okay, we're gonna film this scene and he, Scott Lang goes inside there. Mm-hmm. Cut. Yeah. And they're like, okay, do we do we, do we film that follow up? No. Everybody get the hell no, out. We, we got it. We got it. You, can, you guys can go. You guys can go. But the cameras why, are still on. What, what happened? What yeah. happens? No, no. Just go. Just go. The cameras are still on. <laughs> the cameras are still on. What are you filming? What are you filming? What's going on here? Oh, you know, for all, for all I know, Paul Rudd doesn't even know what happened. Yeah. He was just like, okay, just think of it like a prank, you know, and, and they left you, they leave you yeah. down there and this is your line. They yeah. could literally have not even told them, oh, by the way, they're dead. It's really good. It's really good yeah. stuff. I, I really like that poster. It's a really haunting and very scary. And I even like the post post credit scene, the after credit right. scene with the ant just playing the drums. Right. But what really makes the scene is the fact that it's an empty house, the emergency broadcast things on TV. Yeah, yep. it, it, it 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 makes you think. Oh, this really is a dark place that the, the MCU is in now. Yeah. You know what I mean, you get a hint of that at the end of the uh, Avengers movie with the helicopter crash and Nick Fury and stuff. Yep. But this is a. Same thing, but from a different angle. You know what I mean? This is using silence and you know emptiness. To I kind of wish there was maybe two more Marvel movies where they can play on the fact that half the universe went away. Well, I don't because all you got is is Amanda Was Captain Marvel, which and then takes the, place in the nineties. Actually, yeah, and, yeah, well, yeah. But I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna the after credits are gonna focus on the snap. Yeah, right. But so that's it. There's those two movies. Mm-hmm. We, we don't see any more other reaction short of Avengers four. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to say too much, but yeah. You don't want to say too much. What do you There's mean? There's just theories out there as far, how far as how they're gonna show up. I mean, they're gonna play off that snap and stuff like that. Not necessarily in, diff- in upcoming movies, but in Infinity War. 
Yeah, well, Infinity War is Infinity War. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. Avengers Four is Avengers Four. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, right? Yeah. So okay, okay, but so I have theories out there is what I'm saying. And also, like the part where he goes, "Ant Man and the Wasp will return." Question and then he mark? Goes, Question mark? Will they? Will they? <laughs> That's a good. Yeah, a nice little touch. Uh, it is a nice little touch. I do like it when they uh, they gently nudge and, and rib on the on the audience and the fans and stuff like that. Are they coming back? And the Wasp? I don't know. I don't know. Thanos is pretty tough. Pretty tough. That's good times. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should also mention that uh, the action sequences are great in this one. Mm-hmm. If you haven't said enough of it, um, whoever the stunt double is of Evangeline Lilly did a fantastic job. Yes, you know, because because at the same time, remember, uh, Ghost is trained to be an assassin killer, right? And we're supposed to believe that Ant Man and the Wasp will be able to handle her. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they, I think they did a good job balancing the fact oh. that that she is trained to kill them, but. They're able to hold their own. Yeah. And I forgot to m- mention my favorite shot in the movie, uh, Peyton Reed. One of my favorite shots, uh, give him some uh, props, is uh, when uh, Ghost uh, gets steals the building from uh, Hank and stuff like that, her fist is through her, his neck. Right. And it, it is, cuts it right to that, right? And that's a very, very comic booky shot. You know what I mean? I've seen versions of that in comic books all my life. You know what yep. I mean? And it's a fantastic cut. And they cut right into that shot. And it's great. It's, I love that shot. It's, it's beautiful. Oh, speaking of the building, I like the fact that, that when the building w- went big again in the, in the last part, the, uh, the handlebar was still on yeah, top still of it. <laughs> again, again uh, Albert, we're just here to have fun, man. We're just yeah. have fun. Yeah. We're just, they're, they're just whole thing was like, Let's just find find clever, funny ways of representing Ant Man the Wasp's powers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's how, how did Luis get the other car when he became small? I know there was a big, there was a quick cut where once he got the the roads the road oh, yeah, they picked it up. He yeah. picked the van, right? Yeah, I don't get like that how part. did that work? Was it like a magic did it? Or? Yeah, I didn't get that part. Either. I I noticed that too. Cause, yeah. yeah. I kind of want to rewind and like, well, how did I, how did he, what? <laughs> yeah. They made us, I don't know why they even had to make a point where they, somebody had to take that van. I don't know what that was too. I noticed that yeah. too. Yeah. He peels away and then somehow the, the van that shrunk gets picked up and taken away. Yes. Yeah, like how did that happen? What's going on here? Like I, I just assumed like, okay, well, there's a small van somewhere out there, yeah. you know, that, that was pretty much it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Well, I'm in the was, um, had some problems, but for yeah. the most part, Enjoyed it this quite is defi- a lot. This is definitely mid-tier uh, Marvel movies and stuff like that. It's somewhere in the middle. I don't think it's better or worse than the first Ant-Man. I think it's... I think I really do think of them as companion pieces and stuff they like that. They are companion pieces, but I yeah. think as a movie by itself, Ant-Man, the first one, I think it's better. Sure. And I think it's... And the thing is, Ant-Man, the, and the first Ant-Man was designed to be uh, a standalone movie. You know what I mean? As right. a beginning, middle, and end and stuff like that. You know, and Edgar Wright, when he wrote it and sort of constructed the movie... It was just like that, you know. What I mean? It was a movie unto itself. This one is obviously designed more towards a potential uh, a trilogy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Well, that's, also, the, that's the Marvel rule. Every movie is going to have a trilogy. Yeah, but um, here's my whole thing: Is there enough here for you? To, I mean, you're obviously going to see a trilogy, but do you need the third one? Are you? Well, the thing is, though, I've never been a huge Ant Man reader. Yeah. So Same. I'm assuming there's more stories that to be told, right? Yeah. Do you know? Uh, I've read some Ant Man stuff, some recent stuff, but I, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm probably in your boat where I I mostly associate Ant Man as a group part of the Avengers, yeah, part of the Avengers stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And, but the thing is, as far as I like Peyton Reed, I like the people that work on it. It's all it's all fun. I like Jimmy Woo. Any, any chance to bring back Jimmy Woo or, or Lewis and stuff like that? I'm all for. So I'm I'll be down for. Oh, uh, Michael Pena is definitely a staple Ant Man yeah. now for sure. Why my whole thing is like why can't I wish the not just Lewis, but the other people in the crew, Ti and the uh, uh, Dave, Dave Dimension, Dave something, I forgot his name. But you know, I wish they would show up in some other Marvel properties. You know what I mean? 
Right, right. I wish more crossover and stuff like that. Anyway, I, I, I would welcome these characters back in in, in, uh, in another Ant-Man movie and stuff like that. But I do wish, another thing I wish did happen was uh, another Marvel character, superhero character would come in. You know what I mean? Sort of like the, the Falcon Falcon cameo in the first one. You know what I mean? Oh, true, 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 true. Just to change the pace up a little bit. I am you know surprised there wasn't anyone. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I thought that was a staple now for all future Marvel movies. There's going to be one guest star. Yeah, especially after Thor Ragnarok showed how Hulk. great yeah. it is when you can have these team-ups and stuff like that. I yeah. thought someone someone would show up. You know what I mean? But, Black yeah. Panther had the continuation of Claw, but then that was going to be obvious anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, what else? I think Thor is the one that really kind of stood out. Well, if you want to go really back, back in the day, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier is the one that actually showed a lot of different ma- main characters in, a, in, a, in one movie and stuff like that. Oh, Black Widow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, Nick Fury, Black Widow. Spider-Man Homecoming had Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, even, yeah. even Thor The Dark World had Captain America, even as a oh, small yeah, that cameo. Oh, yeah, a little cameo and stuff like that. I don't blame uh, Black Panther for not having it because it had such a world building theme unto itself, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, correct. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, unless you caught uh, Martin, uh, Martin hmm? the CIA guy. Oh, Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Yeah. If you count him, then, you know, continuation from Winter right. Soldier. But but, well, talk, but the, the cameos yeah. with the uh, co-stars I'm thinking about are like superhero kind of... Uh, correct, uh, correct, correct. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, so if I if they do make uh, if they do make an Ant-Man and Wasp, I hope they even throw... Even though I don't want to shortchange Wasp, but I do I do like it when they throw in a lot of different superheroes now. You know what I mean? I, Who, how would they title the third Ant-Man movie? Yeah. Because they have to... Because they can't take Wasp away now. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't give a lady a, a top billing and take it away now. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, Ant- second billing, but yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> or they can reverse it. The Wasp and Ant-Man in the adventures of blah, blah, blah. Because I, I know in the comic books, uh, Casey is actually the new Ant-Man, right? Or yeah. whatever. Or she became an Ant-Man person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she still has that title right now. Because in the time when, when I read it, it's basically after Bendis' uh, disassembled storyline where he killed Scott Lang. Casey, Casey, yeah, comes in and becomes. But I thought new. that was the whole point for that generation, where it's right. like, like young Thor Avengers. is female yeah. and and Hulk is Korean. Yeah. I thought that was just that 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 story arc for all of Marvel. For now, the early 20s, now yeah, they're yeah. back to normal again, right or whatever. No, actually, that Young Avengers one was the first. That was the reboot from a, a couple of cycles ago. The, the 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 recycle right now is the one you're thinking about as far as. A uh, young uh, female Thor, uh, a black uh, Captain America, Asian uh, Hulk. That's a that's a more recent uh, reboot of the universe. Mm-hmm. The one where Casey came in was back when Bendis wrote it back. I think in the mid two thousands. I think it was a few cycles ago. If that makes sense. But I think again, she came in because Scott Lang died, uh, and I think Scott Lang's even back in the in the current Marvel universe. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I think. Was so, he yeah. just stuck in the quantum realm or whatever? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going on? To be honest with you, who knows? Anyway. Anyways, uh, yep. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Jiaming, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U. And he's Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5 on my I Saw That Movie blog, uh, Stuff and Junk Show, Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils, The Weekly Podcast, etc. Everything on whowhatworsewhy.com. If you want to send your comments, send them to whowhatworsewhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or to the website. If you want to show your support, head over to whowhatworsewhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsewhy.com as well as the show notes. Um, I also saw The First Purge very recently, actually. Why? Uh, that's 
Good question. I, did, I didn't like any of the other projects. Like, it's, I'm, I'm, always like, I'm always like watching them out of just holding cur- hostage. Is what, is what I'm almost watching them out of curiosity, and yeah. the fact that you know, Movie Pass is practically free, so I might as well watch it for the for the job. Oh, how do you how do you join the surge prices for a Movie Pass? Oh, I don't have any. Oh, okay. It only, only only affects annual annual. It only affects monthly users, not annual users. And I'm an annual member, so I don't get. I think you, do you need like a PhD to just run your your movie fast account at this point. It's like trying to figure all this stuff out. Anyway, I'm sorry. You 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 talking about the purge? The uh, purge yeah. It, the, the the previous movies weren't great. They were pretty <laughs> they, were, they were pretty much just like kind of pandering to the audience, and not not only that, but they don't go far enough. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see like oh. the, the 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 traditional. European horror movies where oh. they go really far with like, hey, if there if it's if there if it's lawlessness and you can do whatever you want, but stuff, do whatever but you want, stuff, but right? stuff, and, but and stuff. And the purge movies never really go that far. Yeah. It tries to be a social commentary, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really take advantage of that aspect. Skull, f-ing, skull. F-ing. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> I guess I go. Uh, but the first purge actually was okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I was surprised. It was actually it almost felt like a reboot, even though this is a prequel storyline. So what you're saying is four four movies in, they finally nailed it. No, it's the fifth movie, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Jesus, I think it's the fifth movie. Actually. Is it really? I think so because I, I think Election Day was the fourth movie. Are you saying it's following the same trajectory as the Fast and Fast Fast Five oh, true, series? Huh? It got better. And the Mission the Impossible movie. ones were the fifth one. Yes, the best one in the series, but yeah, but yeah, it, it kind of because I think it went all in in terms of like the social commentary. Yes, about like how the, the government is actually doing all this just to eliminate uh, uh, the, the race they don't like and mm-hmm. the poor people. Yeah, uh, the whole welfare thing, entitlement thing. It's it's like that's that's everything they hinted at in the previous movies. Yeah, this one actually like shows you that mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, okay, I think horror fans or the previous or horror fans or the people who liked the previous Purge movies are going to be disappointed by this movie. Mm-hmm. Cause they were they'll call this oh it's kind of boring like where when did they get to the purge mm-hmm. right well the other ones were like okay it's gonna pur- be the purge like in five minutes from now or ten minutes from now this one you're waiting until yeah. the purge because yeah. they there's the character development oh, uh, actually like world building what actually like 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 just establishing the story stuff mm-hmm. and then and then the purge happens yeah when the purge happens that's when it becomes like the previous movies where it's like okay well they're doing stupid but stuff again stuff, but you know stuff. it almost went there but didn't really happen Aww. that kind of thing. I, I that's the impression I, I did get from the trailer, not the butt stuff part, but, but from the trailer, it does seem like there is a lot of social commentary in the sense that it does seem like the black community has made it very clear, like, hey, we're going to get f'd here. The police is going to f us up. We better protect ourselves and stuff like that. Yeah. That's very social commentary and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah, you don't get that at all in the previous Purge movies. Yeah. And and you know why the, the director is, I believe, is Af- African American for this for this. Version oh, is he really? Purge. Yeah. So maybe that's what he put in. Yeah. That's the flavor that he yeah, put so in. Yeah. So for the first half of the movie, I'm like, oh, this actually isn't bad. They're actually yeah. doing the stuff that I kind of wish they were doing in terms of like the the social commentary aspect of it and whatnot. And then and then and then, and then the purge happens, and then the stupid stuff happens. Yeah, sure. You know, it's like okay. And then at the end of the movie, uh, I mean, I'll spoil it right now. But at the at the end of the movie, where where it's established that oh, all these white people came in just to try and kill tr- kill minorities, right? Mm-hmm. So this is supposed to be the first purge, mm-hmm. and the government is, and the media is calling this a success. Mm-hmm. How about all these people who survive, who witness? By the way, the experiment failed because all these external people went 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 to their island to try and kill them. Yeah. Well, so how is that part of the experiment? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. <laughs> any rant, any cameos from the uh, previous purges and stuff like that? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. And then how's the Aunt May in this one? Who? Aunt May. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. She had a very small role. Oh, is she? Oh. She, she wasn't even the b- bad person either. Oh. She, she was the person who came up with the idea. But, but once she realized that it's being set up mm-hmm. in terms of like 
they're they're altering the experiment because okay. they're actually the government's actually trying to manipulate it. Mm-hmm. That's when she's like, "Wait, you can't do this!" And then they killed, they, they killed her off. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so it's a little bait and switch. Like, hey, Melissa, uh, Melissa, Melissa me. Yeah. yeah, let me uh, give you a couple million dollars. What? I don't want to be a purge. Did I mention a couple million dollars? It's only a couple of days of shooting. <laughs> we'll put you on all the trailers and movie posters. She literally yeah, was yeah. only in one location, uh-huh. right? And then the look, and then the part where they kill her off uh-huh. was was shown in a TV camera from uh-huh. a drone where you don't see her face. Are you serious? And she gets tossed out of the van, and then she gets shot. I was kind of kidding, but it's, I'm, obviously it's the truth. It's, it's what got, it's a cash grab for Miss Tom. I guess not, so. I'm not blaming her, but because you know. I mean, like. That was probably this fun woman that, that fell off the van and got shot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that isn't even her. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it is a little bait and switch. It is a little bit of a cash bag. Yeah, and, and the yeah. and the savior oh, yeah. of this movie is the drug kingpin of of the island. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, in this movie, it's uh, Staten Island was the first experimental for the mm-hmm. the purge. It wasn't the whole. Oh really? Oh yeah, it was just Staten Island. Staten oh really? Island. Oh okay. Right. I know. That. So so the person at the very end who who saved the day was technically the the gang leader of of the island. Sure. <laughs> right. So I'm like. I'm not sure if that's sending the right messages, but okay. Yeah, man. You know who's the biggest gangster? The American government. That's the lesson you learn. That is very there true. Very true. There All right. Go. This has been another episode of Spoilers, Please, which is part of the Who, What, Where, Swine Network.